The week before last, I was at a retreat, combining elements of yoga, meditation, and ground in the larger work of recovery. On the last night of the retreat, the teachers gathered us to kind of give us their uh, final instructions, if you will. One of the teachers shared a story. He told about the night before he was going to start middle school back in the 1970s. And he was up late and he was somewhat nervous before this big next day in his life. And you might recall in the 1970s that because most televisions didn't have closed captioning, sometimes they would just have a small person in a circle who was offering sign language for people who were hearing impaired. So he related this and he talked about that at one point he was watching an advertisement for, sorry if this is a little indelicate, but it's the truth, kaopectate. And what he remembers is that the sign language for explosive diarrhea was, okay, got that? Explosive diarrhea. He said the next day, Went into his first period class. There was raucous energy. He and all his friends getting reconnected after summer off. And the door opened and the teacher came in. And at first they didn't calm down that raucous energy. And then they looked around to see the teacher who, as I understood it, looked like they were called straight from central casting. The six foot four guy who plays the drill sergeant. The military guy in all those movies who just scares the living, you know, out of you. And they just all grew silent. Children, children, be quiet, he said. Do you know that what I mean when I do this? (laughs) And no one answered until this yoga teacher, eighth grader raised his hand. He said, sir, it means explosive diarrhea. (laughs) But no one laughed. (laughs) Just a stunned silence. And he said, young man, you will see me after class. (laughs) And the yoga teacher explained He said, I wasn't trying to make fun. I wasn't trying to get a cheap laugh. It's what I learned in television last night. And after he had thoroughly convinced the drill instructor teacher that he wasn't being a goof, the drill instructor teacher, so stolid, so serious, started laughing until tears were pouring out of his eyes. (laughs) Now, I love this story. It's just one of those cool things, right? Life contains this kind of stuff. Except the yoga teacher, as he was explaining it to us, at the end, he said, what are the odds? What are the odds that this would mean two things within the space of 24 hours? (laughs) That he would happen to see the ad the night before he was going to begin and the teacher would do this. And so he read it as some kind of evidence of a grand plan. As something very special. And I started to get skeptical. See, I started to get skeptical because even though I was on retreat, I still had been 
keeping in touch with the news, and it's a retreat center, so actually they kind of half-heartedly offer you Wi-Fi because they don't really want you to have it, but we're all still connected anyway. And so this is the way that CNN looked. For those of you who were alive back then, this is the way the Internet was in 1998. And one of the stories that I clicked on it was the week before last, remember, it was about the flooding in Texas and about one particular story of a child who, in the midst of a rainstorm, had been thrown from their car in an accident and washed away to their death. That's why seeing in the story... Some evidence of a grand plan, of something special, it didn't really sit right with me. I mean, this teacher was a wonderful teacher and a beautiful guy, and he always ended every single one of his teachings with these words. You are not alone. You are not alone. And I believe that. I believe our lives are held in a divine embrace. But I do not believe that that divine embrace, that larger love, depends at all on our specialness. On a special story of being able to see the signs. Because the truth is, did that eight-year-old not get the special sign? Were they somehow left out? I think the focus on the special story, the special case, the feeling of being unique, the focus on specialness actually means that our hearts can lose focus on growing our hearts in the ways that really ultimately matter. Compassion, connection, belonging. As I start this summer spirit flick series about finding meaning in the movies, we start with one of my favorite movies from the last year and a half or so. We start with the Lego movie. How many of you have seen it? All right. That's a lot. I won't give all of it away. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't care if you're my age or older and you don't have kids. See it. It's awesome. It's about this guy. It's about this guy here, Emmett. Emmett, who is kind of left behind. Emmett, who's kind of forgotten about. Emmett, who the people he sees every day don't even know his real name. Emmett, who has this kind of cheery, forced optimism. You ever heard that in someone's voice where it sounds like they're so optimistic and so cheery that they're barely hanging on by a thread? We hear it early in the movie when... Emmett, trying to convince us, narrating his life, is trying to tell us about how good things are. And he's narrating um, from a manual, a Lego manual that's telling him how to get ready in the morning. And he says, have breakfast with all the special. And his voice just breaks. There's just a hitch. All the special people. <laughs> and we see that it's just him by himself in his apartment. He doesn't feel very special. And so. What happens in the Lego movie is that he stumbles, literally stumbles into a plot to destroy that Lego world as it is known. And he is confused with, quote unquote, the special. 
the one who will do battle with evil Lord business, who wants to freeze all of the figures in the Lego universe to take away their freedom. Emmett comes to be confused with the special, the one who will save them all and liberate Lego universe and be beloved and belong. Bless you. Before I ever saw the movie last fall, a whole bunch of you told me that something I said in a message last fall meant I had to see the Lego movie. (laughs) And it was this. I was trying to break down the essence of our tradition into one small phrase. Universalism means that there is a love so special we don't have to be special to be loved. Universalism means there is a love so special that we do not have to be special to be loved. And we shared this online. And it was by far the most popular thing that we have ever shared online. Hundreds of shares, seen thousands of times. I mean, a drop in the bucket to LOL cats, but still for Wellsprings. For Wellsprings. Big news, big deal. And here's the irony. I started to feel really special. (laughs) I started to feel like, hey, I said something great. I'm special. Damn it. <laughs> this is actually one of the most subtle and interesting things about the Lego movie is actually the people trying to be special are not the ones who are the helpers and the healers. There's Emmett's love interest. Frustrated love interest called Wild Sow. I think her actual name is Lucy. There's President slash Lord Business. And then, pardon my language here, there's this guy who is the biggest dick in Legoland. (laughs) The inversion of the Batman legend into what they make him out into the Lego movie is like my favorite part. He is so arrogant and I think he's not capable at all. He just thinks so highly about how special he is. This is one of the things that the Lego movie asks us if we listen closely to it. Do we deserve kindness, love, life, belonging, connection, the absence of loneliness based on our specialness? If so, the sad thing is that more and more of the qualities that we want to see, love, justice, compassion, true belonging, authenticity. So many of us want to see more and more of this. But the more our society or the Lego universe focuses on being special, we will see less and less of these things. We will overlook those who do not appear to be chosen. Those who are merely ordinary and common. If I had to pick one image for our society right now. What really expresses us, not what goes on the Chamber of Commerce, welcome to, etc., whatever this place is, slogan, it would be this. We are obsessed with the golden, excuse me, the velvet ropes and the VIP golden letters. Folks, there's like an award ceremony every single weekend. (laughs) We love celebrity and the competition that goes with it. And yet we wonder why at the same time it's not a mistake, not an accident at all. 
why there is so much of a feeling of being left out and left behind and loneliness in our society at the same time. Because we're focused on this. This is something that came into play this last week. I, like many of you, like so many people I know, celebrated, celebrated Caitlyn Jenner revealing herself to the world for who she really is. Whenever someone can claim who they are, it is a wonderful, remarkable thing. Caitlyn Jenner showing us what a transgender life looks like. And at the same time, there were many other people, especially friends of mine, Facebook friends of mine who are transgender, saying, you know what? Let's not get lost in the lights of celebrity here. Because the truth of so many transgender lives is that they are victims of violence and discrimination in housing, kicked out by their families, that trans lives matter and many trans lives are lost to suicide and violence. And let's not get lost in the celebrity. Let's celebrate what Caitlyn Jenner is doing, but not focus on the special case. Let's focus on the ordinary and the common and the everyday. For if we focus on the special, we will lose connection with that. And many of us first came to know who Caitlyn Jenner used to be known as. Bruce Jenner. So the Olympics, right? 1976. It got me thinking about another form of Olympics this past week. The Special Olympics. Now, I want you to hear me really clearly, please. Please don't leave here today saying Reverend Ken hates the Special Olympics. <laughs> I love the Special Olympics. I think they are better and purer and kinder than the actual Olympics. And, not but, and. What those of us who are of quote-unquote normal physical or cognitive capacity so often praise in the Special Olympics, it's kind of like, oh, look, they're being like us. But we can flip that script. We can say inclusion, belonging, love doesn't have anything at all to do with being like us. Those of us who think we are, quote unquote, of normal or average or even exceptional cognitive or physical ability. I want to actually share with you a script right now that's all about flipping the script in this way. This is a friend of mine named Pete. Pete is one of the brightest people I know. He graduated from the top of his class in Yale University. He, at a time that the journalism industry is shedding jobs, his stature as a reporter at the Boston Globe has risen. He is exceptionally bright. He's one of my best friends. And one of the favorite people in the world is his sister, Melissa who was born with some very significant cognitive disabilities, she will never be under to able to understand much of what Pete comprehends on a daily basis. A few years ago, Pete's significant relationship broke down and broke up, and he found himself alone and deeply despairing. Melissa, his sister, was talking about the next time that she was going to come visit Pete and his former fiancée, Kathy. And she asks, forgetting what he had already told her. How's Kathy? I can't wait to come see you guys again. Pete, glumly, remember, Melissa, when I told you last week that Kathy and I aren't together anymore? We broke up. Melissa, quietly, don't change the slide yet. Melissa, quietly, oh. 
Yeah. I'm sad. Melissa, guess what? Pete, what? Melissa, brightly again. Today, mom took me to Wendy's and we had Frosties. Guess what flavor I had? Pete, faith in humanity being restored. What flavor was it? Chocolate. And it was delicious. I'm sure it was, concluded Pete. Pete recalls this as one of the most important dialogues he ever had in his life. You see, if it might have been me or one of his other friends, a little bit of pastoral training, we might have looked for the deeper meaning, got him to understand what's going on. No, Melissa couldn't do that. And she, with all of the wisdom in the world, decided to pick the happiest thing she could think of, which was a chocolate frosty. And that's what called Pete back again to remembering that life is not so bad. It wasn't that she was like him. He was like her. That is flipping the script. This past week, I heard the podcast of a recent episode of On Being, and I have to please ask you folks, listen to this. It's called The Wisdom of Tenderness. And it's from a guy named Jean Vanier, who heads and is the founder of what's called L'Arche. It means the Ark in French, and it's all over the world. And what it does is it calls together people of regular, functioning, cognitive and physical abilities with those who have physical and cognitive disabilities. And it's not like the one is better than the other. They serve, they love, they live together with a true spirit of fellowship. I have to tell you, I had to stop this podcast four times because I was overcome with tears because it was so powerfully moving. At one point, Jean Vanier talks about, he says, you know, we have to remember that these others, we are like them. They're not like us. We are vulnerable. We are in need. Sometimes we don't feel special. Sometimes we're left behind. And so they remind us of the truth of our human belonging. And he says at one point, and God, I think I want to get this tattooed somewhere on my body. It is that good. It is that right. It is that holy. He said somewhere there has to be a complete change that we love people, not because they're beautiful or clever, but because they're a person. Talk about flipping the script on our VIP velvet rope society somewhere. There has to be a complete change that we love people, not because they're beautiful or clever, but because they're a person. What a tonic for our over celebrated and yet still under loved world. In which we can offer each other real intimacy, real belonging, not based on our specialness, but simply because we are here. And we are beloved. This, by the way, is the pivot moment for Emmett in the Lego movie when he reveals that he's not the special. For those of you who know this speech, I'll try to do the best thing I can with it. He gets up in front of all the superheroes, all the people who are expecting him to be the special, more special than they are special. And he says, I'm not what you'd call a creative type, plus generally unskilled, also scared and cowardly. I know what you're thinking. He is the least qualified person in the world to lead us. And you are right. You have no idea how many times I wanted to get up there and say this on Sunday. Because it's the truth. 
Emmett starts out the movie wanting to be a part of life desperately and maturely. He even that he's something and someone that he's not. And ultimately, he becomes a part of life by being willing not to be special, at least not more special than anyone else, but simply because of his capacity to connect and to care. These are the twin pillars of spiritual maturity. It all comes down to this for me, folks, that we recognize that we are created to connect and we are created to care. We are created to connect and created to care. This is the heart of so much spiritual wisdom. It's the heart of what's called the Heart Sutra in Buddhism. It's only like 200 words. And if you read it, it will make your head hurt. It makes my head hurt. There's all this stuff about emptiness and form and existence and non-existence and conceptual limitations. And it doesn't exist really to be understood. It's like a riddle that if we sit with it long enough may start to change us. Thich Nhat Hanh has a wonderful new translation of this in which he gets to the heart of what they're talking about in the Heart Sutra, in which he says, there are no separate self-entities. Reality is relationship. At the end of the Heart Sutra, we hear these words, which are chanted all throughout the world. I've chanted them many times myself. Gate, gate, paragate, parasamgate, bodhisvaha, which simply means gone Gone, gone beyond, gone all the way beyond. This is awakening. Hallelujah. And by the way, it's not the going beyond of getting into the VIP section. (laughs) It's the gone beyond the conceptual limitations that separate us from each other and separate us out from each other. What do I touch in the Heart Sutra? That there is a love so special that we don't need to be special to be loved. This is the big surprise in the movie, which if you've seen, I'm not going to give it away. But let's just say Emmett goes beyond. (laughs) He goes beyond the world that he thought he knew. And it is, in the end, the thing that saves the Lego universe. He recognizes the great wisdom of the Hindu teacher Sri Nisargadatta, who says, Wisdom says, I am nothing. Love says, I am everything. And between the two, my life moves. I am nothing special. And yet love makes me a part of the specialness that is everything. That's why I love the Lego movie. It's funny and it's clever and it's awesome. But it helps us see beyond this idea of the separate specialness. That keeps our world hurting. And that is, to quote from the movie, finally, how everything is awesome. (laughs) Filled with awe. Filled with belovedness. That the same energy radiating through my life is radiating through your life and all the life out there and all the life that ever was and all the life that ever will be. The same energy. Because in the end, what are Legos designed to do? Connect. And so are we. (laughs) Amen. May you live in blessing. Let's pray together. Oh, divine connection. 
May we see beyond and go beyond a world that continuously lifts up the special. That celebrates not the ordinary, but somehow thinks that if we stand out, we stand better. May we recognize that we all have gifts to share in this life and that the giving of those gifts is ultimately back to the life that we came from. May we recognize the deep connection points within our lives. May we recognize that ultimately belongingness, belovedness, blessedness, these belong together. May we see today the connection points, the belongingness, belovedness, and blessedness, and live from these three. Amen.